0: everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy. And today's podcast, I am really happy to welcome Dr. Mike Reinold. He is a world-renowned and award-winning clinician, researcher, and educator. As a physical therapist, athletic training, and strength and conditioning coach, he specializes in all aspects of sports performance and rehabilitation. He is currently the co-founder of Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Massachusetts, and senior medical advisor for the Chicago White Sox after years of working at prestigious institutions like the American Sports Medicine Institute, Massachusetts General Hospital, and as head athletic trainer and physical therapist for the Boston Red Sox. He has authored dozens of publications, lectured at national conferences, and has an educational website and podcast at MikeReinold.com. So Mike is running for the AASPT president, that is the American Academy of Sports Physical Therapy, and in today's episode, Mike talks about the why behind his campaign, what he's going to focus on as president, and how to make the academy more accessible and inclusive. He also talks about what his vision is for the Academy, you'll hear his thoughts on adding value to the Academy members, his plans to provide networking and mentorship opportunities, and, his, his and of course, his advice to his younger self, all on today's episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. Now, if you are a member of the sports section, voting opens, I believe, today, which is April 1st, and you have all month to vote, so be sure to head over to the website and cast your vote if you are a member of the American Academy of Sports P.T., Hey Mike, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you on.
1: Hey Karen, how's it going? Thanks again for uh, for having me on your amazing podcast. I f- I, f- I I remember being on in the past. Oh my gosh, a while ago now,
0: so long ago. Yes, it <laughs> has been a long time, but here we are. <laughs> that's, we're back.
1: That's, that's what happens when when we're we're both veterans. We'll we'll call it. We're both veterans. Uh, we 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 did this in the past, but but yeah, no. Honestly, like big kudos to you for for keeping this going and, and doing such an amazing job with it. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, anytime. and we'll talk about your podcast a little later. But now you know. It's like to yes, be cranking exactly. out episodes on a weekly yeah. basis, right? And,
1: and staying up with it, right? It's like it's a way of life now for us.
0: It is, it is. That's why there's like a hashtag podcast life, I think, on Instagram <laughs> or something. It's it's a, That's thing. a bad sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. So today you're here uh because you are running for the president-elect position for the American Academy of Sports Physical Therapy. So I wanted to have you on to talk about why you're running and what your platform is and what you hope to do if elected. So let's start with what is the why behind your running?
1: And, and I love that that's how you started this off, because that's how I start everything off, right? If, if we don't establish our why, right? Like, what's the point of, of even coming up? But a lot of people, they, they they don't focus on the end, right? They focus on just doing the day to day. So um, I love that you started off with the why. So I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is something I've been thinking about probably for the last I don't know, several years or so. Um, I never felt that it was the right time for me. Um, I've had a lot of my mentors uh, pushing me to, to run in the past, in the past elections. Um, and man, I mean, trust me, it's really humbling to know that the majority of past presidents of the academy are all pushing me to run and and kind of you know it's really an honor to be nominated by them right like you know mike Boyd, kevin willow george davies tim tyler i mean it's the list is gigantic of, of past presidents that were kind of nudging me to do it but i was resistant for a while and i i think that was a a, a good thing because at that point in my career. I don't think I was ready, and I don't think I would have I would have done the academy justice for what it needed, right? So um, I was kind of resistant for a while. You know, I I started a private practice. Uh, I have like four jobs, right? Like we all do, right? Like to an extent, you know, I'm I'm flying, you know, to to work with the White Sox. I you know, private practice, uh, doing all these things with the educational stuff. So for me, it was always like it wasn't the right time, but. Things have changed a little bit, and I humbly say this now. And I, I, I really came to this like conclusion the last couple of years of my career. I, I, I really believe I'm on the descent, right? And don't you think at some point in time, it's, it's all, it's about now. Okay, I am now on the descent portion of my career. And I've completely changed my focus on trying to help others succeed. And I can't wait to see the people that I work with surpass me, right? Leapfrog me just like we did. Like when we were 20 years ago in our career, right? And that, that kind of point. So I I got, so my why right now is that I am completely shifted towards more of a leader, right? In a leadership type position with my career. So both educational, both with my, my companies and with the organizations I work for that, I thought it was a great time to do this. So, awesome that I've been getting nudged by, you know, such, such amazing people, but I I didn't feel it was right until, until now. And I think now I I have the time, I have the energy, I have a little bit of the headspace to now be able to, to focus on this and it's time to give back and it's time to help the next generation. So that's my why.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think it's really important for anyone listening. If you are thinking about, uh, being of service, whether that be to something, to a section or whatever you want to call them, Academy of the APTA, that you know you have the headspace and the time right. because you just don't want to be saying, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do this, <laughs> I'll do that. And then guess what? What happens if you get elected and you don't have this space, you don't have right. the time? Well, that's just not the way to, to right. enter into be of service to others. And like you said, you're at that point in your career at least it sounds like what i got from what you said that you really want to be of service to others that you've kind right. of you're you're content you're happy within right. your career it, and probably the time of your life and everything else that you can now do this for others
1: right and and i'm i'm very eager right i had a lot of good mentors in my career that helped open doors for me but don't get me wrong like we need to be the one stepping through those doors. You have to have the, the energy and the effort to do that, right? But for me, it's about opening doors for others, right? And I saw how much the Academy helped me early in my career. And I, I really kind of want to do that, right? And, you know, it's funny, Mike Mullaney and I were just talking about this. So Mike's running for vice president right now as well. So I'm myself for president, him for vice president. And we are so similar with our, our beliefs and everything that we have that we, we're like, let's team up to try to, to do this so that way we can, really give back and help and we both said this we said if if we don't get elected at this point in time we actually think that our time our window will pass right at that point in time we will probably be in our 50s right and i am not sure that we would be the right people to lead the academy at that time because we want to still be relevant. We still have students. We still work with like clinicians and educate all, all around, you know, the country, the world, right. we we still are in touch with them. I'm not sure if I would be the right leader six years from now or seven years from now is probably when the next election would be open. If I would be the right leader for that, I, 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 I'm not sure. Maybe I would be more out of touch. So Mike and I both said, I think this is our window. If we're going to do it, it's probably now or never.
0: Okay. So Let's talk about your platform. What do you hope to accomplish um, as, as president? What are things that you really want to focus on?
1: So I again, I love I love how you start with the why, and then and then you talk about you know what you want to accomplish. I love that because to me, it's not it's not about coming up with like a list of things I, I want to do. What I want to do is I want to flash forward six years or whatever it may be, right? I hopefully would get reelected if I get l- elected the first time, <laughs> right? So we'll say three years to be conservative, maybe. But uh, flash forward, I, and what I want to what I want to know is. I'm going to judge my success of leading the academy if in the end of my term, you clearly ask the members, why are you a member of the American Academy of Sports Physical Therapy? And they have a very clear and distinct answer, right? That to me is going to define my success. Because right now, the number one thing I'm hearing from people, both veterans in this field. People in the middle of their career, early career professional students, they, they ask, why should I join the academy? They don't know what they get out of it, right? And it's, it's one thing to just be a part of a group. But the question always is, what's the value? What am I going to get out of that? So that's how I'm going to judge our success as an executive committee at the end of this is, is it very clear that we achieve the objective that you know why? And I think the most important thing we need to do right now is I think we need to to re-brainstorm the mission and the vision of the academy to make sure that we're doing one thing. We're focused on the goals and objectives of the members. It's not about me, right? It's not about my ideas, my initiatives, what I want to get. It's not about me or my legacy. To me, it's about what the members get out of it. And I think it's actually pretty simple. I I looked on the website. I was trying to like dig out like the mission statement, right? And it's very like corporate, right? Very like, like very about like, you know, advocacy and like, you know, making, you know, sports physical therapy like prominent, right? I actually want to see the mission statement change to simply the American Academy of Sports Physical Therapy is here to help you specialize in sports physical therapy, right? You are going to become a specialist now. Because we're not learning stuff like this in school. We shouldn't be learning stuff like this in school. It's very hard to be, to graduate as a new grad and be a very well-rounded, proficient physical therapist, right? But if you want to specialize, if you want the the best education to learn everything you need about to become a sports physical therapist, if you want to stay cutting edge, right? If you want opportunities and networking to be able to become part of this group. And more importantly, if you want mentorship with some of the best people out there, that is why you join the academy. And I know right now, a lot of people say that all the time is I'm not sure what the benefit of my membership is. And that's why people drop off. And that's why people don't renew is they're not getting enough out of the academy. So that, that's what that's what I want to achieve. And that's how I am going to grade our executive committee. If, if we do get elected is at the end of this, if it's very clear, have we achieved our mission that the members know that our whole goal is to help them specialize in sports and to get a job in sports. Right. I think that's what people want in sports. That's a big, big thing. This is not advanced orthopedics. This is sports. It's different. Right. So that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what, what we hope to accomplish.
0: And how, how would you go about doing that? What changes do you think need to happen to number one, help more people join the section. Cause I know it, it is hard. You know, I'm part of, I'm part of the sports section. I joined a couple of years ago. Um, I let my orthopedic one lapse, <laughs> So I left the orthopedic and I joined sports. Um, and I'm also involved in the private practice section. And I know it's something that we're always trying to think about in the private practice section is how can we get more people to join? What are we missing here? You know, right. how can we be more inclusive? So right. how can the sports section be more inclusive to get those people in, to get them from what it sounds like you're saying, mentorship, education, jobs, um, right. and just fulfillment within your career, it sounds like.
1: I, I, I hear and, and this is what I think it is. The past leadership has been amazing, right? And the stuff that even the current board has done in this last few years has really evolved, right? So there's Tarnas's take this, the next step with technology and all these other things. they are doing a really good job with that sort of thing. Um, to me though, I, I, I really think we need to refresh just the vision a little bit and I want to reevaluate all of our decisions and all of the things we provide and just answer that simple question. Does this help you become either become or become a better sports physical therapist? Right, and I think I think we need to take a step back sometimes. It's not about what we think is cool or what we think is a, a list of objectives. It's about how do the memberships actually get value out of the academy, and, and I think that's that's the biggest thing we're gonna do. So that's a little bit of the vision, but we're gonna reevaluate everything. Right, there's you know one of the big ones is education. Right, one of the big ones is education and staying current with with research. Right, so recently, just in the last year or so the Academy got rid of one of the free benefits of being a member was access to the International Journal of Sports Physical Therapy. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people were members, right? Is they got they get access to a free, very well like established journal, right? So it, they took that away from the membership a little bit. And, and again, I just wonder why, I mean, if the, if the reason you join is to, to, to learn and stay current about being a sport physical therapist, I don't wanna take away benefits right like there's there's got to be a way we do that right um so you know there's 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 a ton of different avenues right like you said it's hard to go over this just like a quick like kind of podcast but I think it's about like networking opportunities because it's all about who you know in this world right but for me it's about education and mentorship right we have some amazing clinicians that are part of this academy that we need to learn from and that we need to go work with. Right. So we have residencies, we have fellowships. Those are great, well-established things. Those are large. Those are daunting, right? Like, like that's a big commitment, both time and finance for you to go do one of those things. We need to have more accessible opportunities, either online or shorter term, those types of things. I think we need to leverage, remember sports, physical therapy. That's where my background comes in. That's all I've done. My whole career is work with pro athletes and stuff, right? Is how how do you get a job in pro sports? How do you get a job in MLB or the NBA or the NFL, right? We need to leverage our, our connections. Like I'm friends with people in all these leagues, the PTs in all these leagues. And I've reached out to all of them. And I said, we need to start collaborating more. What if we have joint educational sessions? What if we have mentorship opportunities where you come to spring training with me for eight weeks, Right who do you think is going to get a job when a physical therapy job opens up now in major league baseball, somebody that's just off the street with a good resume or somebody that's actually done a mentorship program with somebody already established. So that's part of the things. And I think that's what I bring to the table is these connections in sports. And these are the things I've done. Like I, to me, I feel like I am, I'm representative of the membership. I'm a clinician. You know, we treat our butts off. Right. (laughs) Right. We're still working with people, you know, all the time we publish clinical research right impactful clinical research that have great implications that everybody wants to learn from right we teach this to everybody after we publish it right so we're on the trenches we're working with the pro athletes we're working with the collegiate athletes like i i want to give people the opportunities that i've been fortunate to have and i think that's a big part through networking mentorship education i think those are the three big areas that I'd really push
0: and i really love the mentoring uh, aspect or avenue of that, um, especially like you said, some, maybe some online options and things like that. Obviously, during COVID, these things have become more and more uh, prevalent. But I think it uh, it also does well for members who maybe don't have don't have the finances, they don't have um, the resources to, sure. let's say, even travel to a continuing education. Uh, right. moment or even go to CSM. So I think to make things more accessible to all members or to people who want to become a member, right? Cause you may have someone out there is like, I'd really like want to be part of the sports section, but man, I don't know if I can, like you said, do a residency or a fellowship, which can be very expensive right. and time consuming, or maybe they're a, a later in life PT and they have a family that they have to care for and they can't go off for 12 weeks or something like that. So I think to right. have those virtual options would be really great. And, and for me, I think it would be something that would really generate some interest in the section.
1: Yeah. And, and that's my wheelhouse, right? And that's what, that's what we did. I mean, it's funny, like I stumbled into online education, like I don't even like 12 years ago now, right? Remember we're the, we're the old ones again, Karen, right? I stumbled into that and have all these online courses now, and I did it for one simple reason. I was unable to travel around and teach, right? Because I I, I was now- in. You had a new
0: baby. In,
1: yeah. Well, no, I was, no, that was before that. I was oh, even in, in professional baseball, right? So meaning like I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can't take a weekend off and be like, Hey, I know you guys have a game tonight, but I'm going to go teach a course in Louisiana, right? Like they couldn't do that. So I got in that, but then yes, then you get, you, now you add family on top of that, right? Like, yeah, that's a big deal. So, so I started teaching online to kind of scratch that itch for myself to keep giving back, right. And sharing and educating and man, that uh, it's amazing how many people around the world you can touch by, by doing it online. And again, we need to catch up with that. It just shows you again, like, like, you know, the current state of even like the APTA and stuff like that, they don't, they don't even have a, a, way to a good solid way to be able to offer continuing education credit for people with online courses it's a mess it just shows you how like it's a we're we're getting a little outdated i think we just need to refresh the vision for modern day you know this next generation of ecps and people that want to get further along in their career we need to meet them where they are and not just assume that like some of the old standards that they've done right and and i think that's why bringing some new vision to the board It's helpful, right? I mean, the board has been pretty consistent for a long time, right? The board has been quite academic for a long time right now, right? There's not a lot of clinical leaders that are in the trenches, like working with athletes every day. I think there should be both, right? Don't get me wrong. I think we need both. We need clinical and academic in there, but I think we need to collaborate on that because I do think there's different perspectives if, you know, depending on what you do all day. So uh, I'm pretty excited for those things because I actually think that's going to make a big impact. And and again, I just think like the benefit of being a member is going to skyrocket when you have all these opportunities.
0: Absolutely. I agree. And now, uh, before we kind of wrap things up, is there, uh, what would you like the listeners to kind of take away from the discussion? What is your like main if, point?
1: Yeah. Uh, vote for me now. I'm just kidding. No, in all honesty, I'm like, I, I'm pretty humble about it. Like, If 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 I am not elected, like I, it's not a big deal to me. I I can't wait to continue to continue contribute to the academy and help people. Right, for me, it was like this is the right time to kind of give back and to be able to do that. I think my experience. I I think I've done what a lot of people join the academy to try to also accomplish. I've been there. I've done that. I understand what they're going through, and I'm I'm I, I want to get the academy back to helping exactly exactly achieve your goals and that's it it's about the members not about me it's about the membership so um yeah and i think that's it and you know again just a just a uh you know also to throw up mike mulaney again as vice president because i i humbly I can't do this by myself, right? We're all busy. Like you're busy, I'm busy. We're all busy, right? This is a team effort, and I think getting some fresh vision of people that have this clinical background, like Mike and I, and have been big sports PTS our whole career. Like adding that to the current board that's already in place, I think is going to be you know quite a a nice dynamic that is going to really help lead this academy
0: in the future. Excellent. And now let's talk a little bit more about you. Where can people find you, your your podcast, website, anything you want to share?
1: Awesome. I'm easy to find, right? So I'm just Mike Uh If you want to learn a little bit more about um, this election and the process with that, you can go to MikeRynell.com slash vote. And there's some info on there that you can, you can get. Um, I have a podcast, I have a blog, we, you know, I've had a blog for over 10 years. So there's like a thousand articles on there. So people always ask like, where should I, where should I get started? I'm like, well, you got a lot to catch up on, <laughs> right? There's a lot of articles out there, but yeah, no, I'm easy. I'm on social media. Like I just, I really am at the point in my career where I, I want to help others. So I, you know, we try to hit every, every channel we can to, to have the most impact. So, so yeah, just head to my website. There's a lot to learn on there. And, uh, and like I said, Mike boat and you get a little bit more Info about this election
0: excellent and last question what advice would you give to your younger self knowing where you are now in your life and in your career what advice would you give yourself as that fresh-faced new grad a couple of know, years this, ago
1: this is this is actually funny because i i just wrote this to my to my newsletter last week Right. It was kind of funny that I I literally I just wrote this last week and I just wrote like the next one for this weekend. That's going out uh, this weekend. Um, But there was one thing I accidentally did in my career that I stumbled into that. I, I it's become clear now that that is what we should do. And I said, like, I am pretty certain at this point, everything I've accomplished in my career is because I specialized. Right. And in this week's newsletter, I actually talk about like how to, how to arc your career path that way to do that. But like, I remember early in my career, like I got, I got some heat from some other physical therapists that I was too specialized. Right. And you were like, no, you you need to be generous. Like you're not good with neurologic injuries or something. I'm like, all right. But like, for me, like getting really good at one thing helped me achieve all the goals that I wanted to get to, to get a job in professional baseball, right? To win a world series, right? To, to open my own clinic, to open my own gym and sports performance center, right? It was all because I specialized in something. So we need to be general. You need to start general. But if there's something you're passionate about, say it's like soccer, football, whatever sport it may be, right? You, just every second of downtime you have, learn how to be the best at that. Just be absolutely amazing at something. And I think that was the biggest key to, to my career is overhead athletes and shoulders, like in baseball. Like I just I got super lucky that I engulfed myself in that environment and became a specialist in that. Right. And again, just that's another thing that the academy needs to do. it needs to help people that want to get super specialized in one thing to be able to do that. So I think that would be my biggest thing right now. Um, you know, it keeps evolving as we as you know as we get older. But I think right now is for an early career professional is master the basics but follow your passion and make sure you are just you're putting your extra grind and hustle into like become the best you can at that side and then it'll grow it'll grow over time and then when you're lucky like us Karen and you're a little bit older you you just you, you go to work one day and you're like gosh I just have I have six baseball players today that's all that's on my schedule it's like pretty cool. You know, I played catch three times yesterday, right? Like that's that's kind of cool. I got got paid to play catch, right? That's kind of (laughs) cool. So, so I think that would be my biggest advice for the, for the early career professionals. That would be that.
0: Well, what great advice. Thank you so much. I don't think I've heard that one yet. And I think that's a great, I think that's great. And, and hopefully that will help some of our students and younger clinicians as they try and figure out and navigate their career. So thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time out and coming on today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Karen. You're the best. This is awesome. And I appreciate it. I'll see you in the the future, I'm sure.
0: Uh, Fingers crossed. One day. One day. (laughs) I know,
1: right? One day we'll actually be able to see each other in person. (laughs) One day.
0: (laughs) And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.